Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Dave Getting Dressed. <laughs> it's Eat Sleep Podcast for Beat FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. Dave felt underdressed for the occasion, so excuse him while I put on another shirt. I am Sean Hood. That is the proverbial underdressed Dave Taylor. I, well, I have a logo on my shirt, and it's like, uh, you know what? They're not sponsoring the podcast, so let me uh, cover that. <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. In any event, here we are, unsponsored. Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat. Uh, and we are FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, a deep dive into all things professional wrestling. And what a show we have this week for you guys. Lots of news to dive into. And a retro review from, I don't remember who, Dave, you said the name once on air last week, but we never talked uh, about his name again. Dave, Dave sure. specifically said to me, we <laughs> shall not mention him again. <laughs> well, I was worried that guy was going to show up at the Rumble, but he was not, thankfully. Um, that would have been redacted. It was Philip who requested Phillip. we review the 2002 WWF Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. All right. The w- 2002 Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So we will get into that at the uh, later on in the show. But before we get into anything, got to get the business out of the way. As always, I said FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox. So you go to those websites, 1069thefox.com and fm99.com right into the media tab. And it will always direct you to our most recent episode, ESPR. It's all you have to click. That takes you right there. Now, if you want access to all of our episodes, our whole catalog, then go to your favorite podcasting app and just search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it when you guys do. It would help us out tremendously if you guys could do that for us. And on top of that, there's other ways to get in touch with us. Social media. If listening's not enough, you want to talk at us. Not really to our faces in a socially distant world. We're not doing that. <laughs> Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on the Twitter at ESPR99. We love interacting with you guys. And as always, you can email us ESPR at FM99.com. So that takes care of the business. Well, now that that's out of the way, it's time. You know, I don't know. Dave, when we when you turn this into podcast form, do you still put the news music on there? Uh, Matt, you know what? I have not done that since, uh, well, probably when we were like, when we used to do this like face to face with each other, which yeah. I guess was like February. Was the last like that. time we did this. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it back in. Without further ado, since Dave's adding back in the sound, it is time for the news. And we, we pause for the audio version, by the way. So. <laughs> yeah. Pause with us when we do it. Um, we should come with a thing at the bottom just says pause. <laughs> but um, it is time for the latest in wrestling news. And Dave, go ahead and take it away with the first headline. All right. The, uh, the, one of the big stories this week was that uh, we learned on uh, Monday was that Drew McIntyre has uh, COVID-19. Now, he's a systematic. Um, you know, he still made an appearance on Raw from his own home or, or wherever he's staying. And we find out uh, yesterday that uh, Michelle McCool has it as well. But the bigger story was he's Drew. Were you, were you trying to say symptomatic? Uh, no, asymptomatic. He didn't have any symptoms. Oh, well, see, when I read his thing, his thing, he said he had mild symptoms. Okay, well, maybe that's changed since Monday with the latest maybe, report. So. Maybe. But either way, he doesn't seem to be bad off right now. Let's hope it stays that way. And yeah. uh, he's he's uh, if this thing kind of runs its course and gets through his system and there's no major um, um, issues from it, he should be back in time for the Raw before Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Obviously. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's, it's kind of weird because... Um, you know, it, 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 I mean, at least you can cut promos because it's kind of like, you know, how do you hype this match where, you know, you're trying to get everything to get this guy over and, you know, there, there's no, you know, unless you do like some one-on-one segment where they're, they're kind of like us when they're, you know, talking to each other. 
it's kind of weird to, to build hype up to this event, but uh, hopefully he's going to be fine. Um, they don't think he got it. They're not sure where he got it. They know when he fought Keith Lee on that Raw that he did not have it at that time. Well, here's the thing. That's what we saying. know he didn't. We know. Yeah, but see, and this is the problem I have with WWE's formula here, because they don't know that. They can't. There's no way for them to know that because these things can take as long. Uh, uh, you can take, what do they say, like five to ten days to test positive or something like that um, yeah, and to show yeah, symptoms sure. and everything. Yeah. So. They don't know. Maybe he tested negative back then, but he actually was asymptomatic and hadn't tested positive yet. Now, the catch is we're hoping everybody's fine. But just my my logic here is everybody be prepared for some people to have to take a little time off. That's that's what I'm yeah. thinking right now. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're seeing guys not on television all of a sudden, uh, like Murphy, maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe because uh, we didn't see the uh, the guys with uh, Baron Corbin yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, so the hard to uh, who are I, there? I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking because uh, the problem is, like I said, they don't know where he got it. But Drew is one of the people who's been very careful about this outside of yeah. work. So the odds are it's like, well, if he, he's taking a lot of precautions outside of work. It seems likely that the other place he would have gotten it would have been work where a lot of people are there and some are more careful than others. But you never yeah. know. Hopefully he's okay. Nothing goes crazy wrong with him. Um, same for Michelle McCool. Hopefully she's she stays well as well. And um, hopefully, I know her and Undertaker are isolating from each other now. With any luck, he doesn't end up testing positive in like a week or something like that. We'll, we'll yeah. keep our fingers crossed on that for him and their kids. Um, as far as Drew and Goldberg goes, they can do some promos, like you said, like we are now, kind of, you know, satellite, whatever. Yeah. Um, and some effective stuff can be done with that. Um I really do. This thing is going to be, and it sounds silly, but this thing is going to be sold via video packages yeah. and they're capable of making incredible video packages. And I think they could do a really, they can make a really good case for themselves selling this thing through sit down interviews. Uh, you could sit down Goldberg with, you know, uh, Michael Cole or, or, or with Vic Joseph or Samoa Joe or somebody and have them talk. And really, one of the things they do well is when people can't cut good promos, they're really good with these sit down promos and making them feel very sports like um, and really intense. They did a lot of that with, with uh, Brock Lesnar and they worked out great. Um, yeah, so yeah. You could do the same okay. thing for Goldberg to really help him out. And Drew, you could do the same thing with Drew, obviously, from a remove from from a digital, you know, through a digital thing or whatever. But it wouldn't have to appear that way. You know what I mean? Especially with through the magic of editing when this thing is, you know, produced and edited and whatnot and then thrown on TV. It could look a lot cleaner than waiting on a delay. So I think they could do something to make this still interesting. It's just not going to be the build they wanted. No, and with a three-hour show, they have a lot of time to fill. So they could definitely put some packages together, do these long interview yeah. segments, like I said. Um, because, yeah. you know, a lot of guys are pulling double duty because, you know, they're, they're short but this yeah. for, for a number of reasons. And uh, not having, you know, Drew coming out and, you know, cutting a promo with a B, you know, wrestling later on in the show, you know, you got a lot of time to fill. So you can obviously cut some promos. Maybe he opens up the show. Goldberg does th his thing. And then Drew responds later on. You know, all that stuff is, you know, pre-taped anyway. So so they would, you know, at least have some continuity there. And when you said that they have a lot of time to fill and and it's, it's you know, boy, um, was that obvious on Monday? Because I'm sorry, Raw continues week to week to not be a good show. Um, and no. a lot a lot of that is due to the fact that it is a three-hour program. Uh, SmackDown yeah. is infinitely the more watchable show every week. 
at the ve- at the very least, every week SmackDown is pretty much at the very least watchable. Yeah, and, and it's been, well since the Roman Reigns turn, most shows have, have been, I would say, a thumbs up for the yeah, most I would part. Agree. Especially I would agree. the last uh, couple of weeks with what Shinsuke's got and maybe oh, with, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It looks like it look- Shinsuke's got the music back. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. Um, so Dave can get angry about his 20 minute long entrance again. Uh, Cesaro looks like he might be getting some of some of a push too as a bad guy though. Looks like he's going to stay heel. Um, I love that Daniel Bryan just seems to be working with people and putting people over and, and he, 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 he's one of those guys who has been working back backstage and creative. And they asked for that list of people that they thought needed to be focused on. You know, that he was one of those people throwing out Shinsuke's name and Cesaro's name. And yeah. So he was probably jumping at the chance to work with these guys. And they had great matches. Oh, of course uh, they you, did. I mean, you, you, kind of, you can't not forget. I mean, because you know Cesaro and Shinsuke are good, but it's like, when's the last time you see him wrestle like that? You know, and Cesaro with the uh, suplex, with the turn off the uh, top rope. That's a lot of strength to lift. I mean, there's obviously some help involved, but to lift a guy up like that, just dead weight. Oh, without a doubt. it's 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 It still requires a tremendous amount of strength. Uh, we talked about it last week. I saw a comment there um, from uh, um, Philip, and he was saying that it wouldn't surprise me if Goldberg won the title. It wouldn't really shock anybody, but we're all hoping it won't happen. Um, Jordan Max says, Preston Quinn, rest, local wrestler that has been in ROH, is doing training sessions at Body by D Gym in Yorktown for anyone who's to Hey, look, if you want to be a pro wrestler, I'm going to tell you right now. I know PQ. I've called PQ's matches. I worked for, for Fusion Wrestling when he was there. He was world champion. He was wrestling guys like uh, like Adam Pierce, who we've talked about. Um, they had, you know, he, I've seen him work with tons of guys, the Memfo Mofo, uh, Diamond Victor, all sorts of really talented indep- ind- independent guys from this area and who have traveled all over the place. And if, trust me, you could do a lot worse than learning how to work from a guy like Preston Quinn. I'm just going to say that right now. This is not, he's not it help, helping us out in any way, shape or form. I'm saying that having worked with the man and knowing what he can do. Um, so just, uh, if you're, if you're interested in that, throw that out there. Um, so yeah, we, we, obviously we hope everybody stays healthy. We'll see what happens. And, um, I, I guess at this point we're just waiting to see Drew and Goldberg in three weeks. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Hoping that, that happens and, and hopefully mm-hmm. that, you know, it doesn't affect the rubble where they're going to have to pull some other names in for two weeks. I said three weeks, two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, by the way, speaking of the rumble, no. everybody gets to say I'm going into the rumble unless you're Drew Gulak. Yes. Um, but you know what? For, I, I'm going to be honest. I hope that they do that more. Like, I hope other people say that sort of thing. Like, other people want to declare themselves for the Rumble, and they say, eh. Because I, I, I kind of like the idea that just not anybody can be in the Rumble. Like, I kind of like that you have to kind of earn the chance to be in the Rumble. Because that that makes it a little more, feel a little more special. But that being said, if I see a 60-year-old wrestler come out um, at the Rumble this year and take a spot from somebody and they declared themselves for the rumble it's like well okay then this means nothing because you just crammed in somebody who had no business being there i have no yeah. issue with the legends being involved in the rumbles i think it's a lot of fun sometimes when they do the surprises but uh you know don't don't make up like you, these people don't quite deserve to be in the rumble and then choose somebody who's been retired for 10 or 15 years yeah um that doesn't they really have work a shot at winning the championship or you know yeah. headlining wrestlemania yeah. But I mean, that being said, I also kind of like the idea of anybody having that opportunity. Now, that being said, it's it's kind of 50 50 for me because we know Drew Gulak is not winning the Rumble. No. So Drew Gulak using that spot in the Rumble, 
almost kind of worthless because he's not winning and nobody's going to take it seriously. Jordan Max says, would say it every year, would love punk. Uh, dude, if punk's music hit and he came out, I'd lose my mind. I, I've been as critical of anybody as punk in the way he of punk in the way he left uh, WWE and some of the stuff he said. Um, but I would I would absolutely mark out if he showed up. Uh, Steve says, I want to know who the biggest surprise entrant this year is. Got any predictions? I feel like Carlito only because of the rumors of him coming back full time. He might. That's a very strong pick, actually, because he was advertised for the Legends Night and then wasn't yeah. a part of it. And that's because he was only supposed to be part of a backstage segment. And when he found that out, he was like, yeah, I'm not coming. He goes, if you want me to wrestle or something, I'm on the plane. He was like, but uh, I'm not coming back for that. So I, I think that's a very strong possibility that it could be somebody like Carlito involved. Uh, well, MVP, MVP was a surprise pick last year. Uh, yeah, right? look at him. Right? You know, and that was obviously the deal to bring him in. And wow. Look at him now, yeah. Okay, you know, what? I'm going to change my award. He is the comeback of the year because I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was edge um in any event uh patrine said didn't they in the back in the day they picked their entrance number with something else no they did they've done that they did the roll the thing oh, they'd reach oh, in and yeah, pull the balls out yeah. yeah 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 they'd pull their they'd pull their um their their numbers out and whatnot i remember one year it was great because eddie guerrero uh uh stole somebody's yeah <laughs> I, I think he might have stole rick flair's i don't remember but he stole somebody's it was it was really entertaining um because yeah. i think eddie had like number one or two or something like that and he, he was really mad about it um, Philip, I wouldn't mind seeing KO win the Rumble this year. I kind of would. I'm seeing. I'm, I've got enough of him in the title bet picture right now. Um, he, does, he doesn't no. need to win the Rumble to get a fourth shot. <laughs> well, well, he already has a shot at the Rumble. Yeah, that's because, what I'm saying. I don't need him to get another you know, one. So, so I, I don't think Rumble. he's going to pull double duty that night because if you're losing a last man standing match, you're probably not going to be in shape too. That would be ball. that would be pretty rough. Um, I think there's a lot of people right now that are they're throwing their weight behind guys like Big E. Uh, I think he's a good bet. Um, I think uh, there's some people now with the renewed push. Some people think Shinsuke might win it. He might be a two-time winner, um, which also could be cool. There's also the push for Daniel Bryan because they think that they're building up to him and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, I'd be into that as well. So, the, the, I'll tell you the one thing I don't want to see. Hey, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar show, show up. It's not obvious. Yeah, I just don't want to see Brock Lesnar <laughs> show up and win the thing to challenge Drew. I don't want to see that at all um anyways moving on to the next topic we got we got a little sidetracked here but that's why we want to hear from you guys so we can talk about this other stuff so please by all means yeah, keep the comments yeah. coming next headline the rascals uh, the, the i mean msk <laughs> yeah they're on nxt now and they uh boy they had a quick turn didn't they as far as like when they signed their contracts when they showed up on tv they uh yeah they really showed up quickly on, on television uh yeah they showed up in the uh the dusty roads tag team classic and they defeated Isaiah Scott and Jake Atlas uh, in a really entertaining match. I'd actually oh, like to see more of. Great. I'd actually like to see more of Scott and Atlas as a team because they were really, really good. And inserting MSK into the tag team division automatically is bumping the tag team division back up again. We automatically have another team that feels like they can go. They, if if you haven't watched this match from Wednesday, go seek this out. It was outstanding. I loved it, and you, what you just said is right. It was refreshing to see somebody like this in NXT. I, I loved it, and, and I'm looking forward to these guys. I, I'm pretty happy with their debut. I didn't see a lot of them in Impact, but they made a great impression on me Wednesday, Sean. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, and the rest of the, the field is you've got the Undisputed Eras, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. You've got Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Tony Nese and Arya Davari. Uh, you've got Ashante and Adonis. Ashante Adonis and Desmond Troy, excuse me. Uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff. Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, 
the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Ever Rise, Matt Martell and Chase Parker. Uh, MSK, we already went over. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, who are a fun team. Uh, Kurt Stallion, Austin or August Gray. Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. We know who those guys are. Obviously, they're a part of Walter's Imperium. Um, and they're an awesome team, by the way. Uh, Lindsay Dorado and, and Grand, Metalik, Grand Metalik. And Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. And the Bollywood boys, Sunil Singh and Samir Singh. Hey, glad um, to see you. Look, there's actually a lot of really talented teams in this thing. The men's side, it does feel like there's only... Mm, it feels like there's only like a solid maybe three teams that are going to win that thing. Um, but the women's side was announced as well. The first four teams anyway. Um, and, oh, hi, Mom. She's visiting other family up in uh, northern Washington. So, hi, Mom. Uh, tell everybody uh, we said hi. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in any event, uh, they, um, they've they got uh, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, who could absolutely win the thing. Yeah. Um, They've got K. Oh man, I'm gonna forget their names. I'm gonna need you to pull it up for me. Uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, I think, is her partner. Um, uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell and Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. I think I got all four, all four teams. Did I? Dave, Dave's looking pensively at his screen right now, trying to figure out if I got it. But I think uh, I got them all. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you had like Team Ninja. Which was um, Casey Catanzaro and 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 Caden uh, Carter, right? Uh, yeah, yep. All right, then I got them all because I, I I know the other thing. Uh, well, yeah, I was just making sure that I Bailey had them all wanted right. to be in the tournament. Finals. I don't care what Bailey wants. The um, <laughs> but the look, they this is absolutely a good thing they for the girl for, for for the. For the women's uh, wrestling over there on NXT, because they have the strongest women's division anywhere. And of the four teams I just named, I could see all four of them winning. I know they want to do big things with Casey Catanzaro, and she and her uh, partner, Kim uh, Carter, are they have a lot of chemistry. It would be interesting yeah. to see. Uh, it would be interesting to see them win the whole thing just to kind of help them really get established. Because up to this point, they've kind of been they've kind of been enhancement talent for people, but they've been kind of 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 um, polishing their the rough edges and whatnot, so nothing wrong with that. But it'd be awesome to see them progress into this tournament. Um, I don't think they will, since I think week one they're either taking on Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, or Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. Because um, I really think Mercedes. Well, Mercedes the, I, I think they already lost. I don't know. Did, no, I think it starts next week. I don't think they've had a match yet. Okay. I'm pretty. You can you can look that up, but I think the women's part of it starts next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah. In any event, it kicks off next week. All right, sorry. I can't. I can't wait to see uh, the other the other teams that are going to be announced in this thing. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for it. The women's side feels a lot more unpredictable than the men's, and I'm already excited for the men. So there should be lots of good stuff going on in here. Um, I, I I genuinely don't know who to pick on either side. <laughs> uh, no, Patrine, I'm going to go with the Imperium team. Okay. All right. Um, Patrine wants to know: Do you think Brazango will ever come back to the main roster, or are they better in NXT? They're 100 percent better in NXT. They're a th- thousand percent better off in nxt they're they're taken way more seriously there even with their goofy gimmick they're taken more seriously so uh, don't ever send them back to the main roster i I think without crowds i think you can send them back because they can showcase how good they are but the way tag teams get treated in wwe yeah well that's the thing they won't get to showcase how good they are so it won't matter 
if you're not if you're not the new day or the hurt business or you know um, um the street profits you you really aren't going to be taken seriously as a tag team everybody else is kind of there and every once in a while they'll do something but not really much um uh, a lot of people leaning towards the undisputed era to win the thing with uh, uh adam cole and roderick strong uh, i think msk is a strong bet as well just because they're going to come in yeah. hot as a new tag team so in any event excited for both tournaments can't wait to see how they go yeah all right. Um, so last year, when we found out that uh, WWE made their wrestlers get separate, uh, can, can no longer have their names to be associated with social media accounts, ruffled a lot of feathers. Uh, a report came out listing the top 100 earners on Instagram in the last year. And uh, Lana made $652,000 and Mandy Rose made 490000 last year on Instagram. Um, they have, I believe, I believe their accounts are now gone because of the change that the WWE has required them. But uh, they made some pretty big bucks. These are sponsored posts with like, hey, um, you know, this product or that product, and they got paid for them with X number of posts. And th- this is my problem. I bet you both of them made more money than they made in their contracts. Probably. And that's a real that's that's really crappy that WWE took that money away from them. Um, yeah. And they have you seen them? They're launching their new streaming thing on uh, their new uh, video game streaming thing on the WWE Network. And yeah. I was looking at, I was looking at it, and to be honest, there's some stuff on there that interests me. But I'm like, I really have no interest in watching it since you've thrown it under this umbrella. And I know that you did that just so you could get a piece of it. I have no interest in watching it now. I wanted to support it, them before, and it's filtered. Now, you know, obviously, it's yeah. going to be you know cleaned up and everything. I thought now there's been some nice stuff because the New Day's podcast has been on there because they they did one with uh, right talking about uh, John Hoover. Uh, Luke Harper who passed and saw why I thought that was really nicely done. But Iggy does sit now. Now it's all sanitized version, you know, because it's not like watching the guys playing video games where like they have the Miz involved, where you, he's he's getting yelled at by his wife, which is a classic uh, moment if there ever was one on uh, those guys doing the streaming games and stuff. Yeah, because I'm sure we don't get enough of that on their TV show. <laughs> well, That's also owned by WWE. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes. it's it's and this is the problem. WWE just this is my issue. WWE will not treat them like employees, but wants to own everything they do. And that's wrong to me. They're independent contractors. Bull crap. They're independent contractors. You, liars. That's what WWE is. They're a bunch of liars. They are doing everything they can to manipulate it, to make it to keep them as independent contractors for as long as they're able to, because it keeps them from having to do the things they would have to do for employees. Like, Oh, I don't know. Benefits, um, time off, you know, things of these, you know, they're they're, If they did that, Vince McMahon wouldn't be able to run the thing like a drill instructor anymore and tell people they can't be sick, you know? And it it really bothers me because there's no good reason to, to, with everything these guys do, these men and women do, you can't just let them have a Twitch account. No, you have to own it. All right. I'm sorry. I think when that happened, I think WWE screwed themselves. I think the next time this goes to a court case, I think they lose the independent contractor thing. Well, because well, I, I wonder, and, you know, if you sign a contract with, with WWE or AEW, you know, I mean, isn't that stuff in writing with what you can and can't do? I mean, this is why. Um, uh, but a lot of the, but a lot of these guys, a lot of these people did change their things to not use those names and they were still forced to go under that umbrella and aj styles owns his name wwe doesn't own it and they still told him he couldn't do it and it's ridiculous (laughs) you know 
it, it's madness to me that that, they're, that they did this. Um, I, I'm still angry about the whole thing. And looking at how much money Lana and Mandy made, you know, good for them, first of all. Yeah. Good for them. Because you make it wherever you can, especially when, you know, for nine weeks, I got to get watched Lana get put through a table for no stupid reason. Boy, that storyline sure went far, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're shit now. No, Patrine, they have none of those things. Uh, They don't have health insurance. They don't have 401k. They don't have any of that because they're independent contractors, which means, A, the WWE doesn't even take out their taxes for them uh, to pay to the government. They have to do that at the end of the year on their own, and they don't get any benefits or anything like that. They have to put it the way their own savings and this, that, and the other thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, when you're making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, first of all, they're spending a lot of that. They spend a lot of it on, you know, this year, maybe not so much because the travel's not happening really. But in a standard year, tons of travel happening that a lot of them have to pay for. Um, and not to mention the fact that a lot of these people, the the training regimens and whatnot, and the dietitians and stuff they use and this, that, and the other thing, they've got to pay them too. So they, they're spending a lot of money every year to be able to maintain what they do for the WWE. And then at the end of the year, they also have to pay the taxes because they're not paid for them off their you know paychecks. And they don't get any benefits. It's 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 a it's a scam, is what it is. Yeah. If you want to be a wrestler, okay. So you want to travel the big WWE, okay. So uh, you fly to this city, got to run a car. Um, you know, probably got to book your own hotel. I don't think they handle that except for like the weekend WrestleMania. They'll handle that because they want everybody in one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So so you got to handle that. Being city to city, you're responsible for getting yourself to the next city. The only exception to that are there are some people. There are some people whose contracts include things like use of the com- of the company plane, but that's people at the tippy tippy top, like Triple H, the Undertaker, um, guys like that. So it's it's Steve says that's why guys like Goldberg and Sting are still wrestling. They have nothing to fall back on. Actually, to be perfectly honest, Goldberg has plenty of money. That guy has tons of side projects that he's been working on for years. Uh, he's been in several TV shows. He's been in movies. Um, he has made plenty of money as a heads up Goldberg's net worth, uh, is right for this past year, right around 14 or $15 million. So he is, he is not broke (laughs) at this point. I know a lot of, a lot of wrestlers are broke by the time they get to their, you know, their older age, but sting last time I checked his uh, net worth was right around 10 million. That guy's got money too. You got to remember they wrestled up you know, they wrestled in other places. They did other things. You know, I'm talking about these guys who are here stuck here as lifers. Like, you know, as much as I as much as I personally kind of dislike the guy, like guys like Dolph Ziggler, who have been there forever, will have never had health insurance, have never made more than whatever WWE was going to pay them. You know, and some of these guys reach ridiculous levels. The Undertaker, the, the John Cena's, the Rocks, the Stone Colds, you know, but not everybody's going to get there. And I understand no. that not everybody, not, not everybody should. If you're not that guy, you're not that guy. But the fact of the matter is, they also shouldn't be, you know, having these things where they get to their older age and they're having to crowdfund for surgeries from their bodies falling apart on them. Like that's yeah. that's crazy. I work independent shows because it's the only way they're going to make money. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You want to work an independent show because you want to work an independent show. Be my guest. Do you still love wrestling? You want to be on the scene? Absolutely. But you know, seeing some of these guys, I've seen some of these guys in these independent shows who go out there because they have to, and it is heartbreaking to see when you watched these people growing up. So, yeah. but again, that, that's my rant. I'm sorry. It, it makes me mad that they do these things. And it seems oh. little when these people are have a, you know, f- half a million dollar contracts and whatnot, but it's, I don't care. It's still messed up. The WWE does that. 
Okay, well, I think you're going to rant some more, and I hope everybody else who's watching oh, Lord. Is, is, is sitting down right now. I'm going to set it up for you, and then I'm going to let you, you, you hit it. So uh, remember the uh, the R-rated sex show, uh, Raw with uh, Edge and Lita, uh, you know, the R-rated superstar? The well, live sex celebration. Yes, live sex celebration. That's what it's called. Lita, according to Lita, who just said this this week, that Vince McMahon threatened her. If she didn't go through with this and she tried to get like some other guys, you know, in the, lo in the locker room, like Asina, uh, they go to bat for her. Obviously, some of them did. Some yeah. of them did. It's like, I, from what I read, what was it? Cena and a couple of other guys did go to bat for her. Yeah. And, um, you know, didn't, didn't work out. And, um, and then afterwards she kind of felt like, you know, she wound up leaving WWE and they buried her on the way out. If you remember the, uh, the horrible segment, uh, which is not even part of the story, but uh, with was it the uh, crime time selling off all of her uh, stuff in the locker room or whatever on their way out, which was just not a great exit. She still came back, obviously, from time to time we see her, but this is a horrible story. Well, because th <laughs> thankfully there's other people in the company that she has relationships with beyond Vince McMahon. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 you know, so and plus she still loved being a part of wrestling and with the fans and everything. So I understand her coming back from time to time, but. Here, here's the problem. Um, first of all, it should be Lita, not Lisa. Secondly, um, <laughs> so, but no, uh, seriously, um, here's my issue because of what we know about Vince McMahon from, again, what people have told us over the years. But you hear enough of the same stories, and it starts to really kind of seem like they might be telling the truth. And Lita... Has said on record she was uncomfortable with this. She's 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 been on record with that for a long time. This is the first time she's admitting that Vince threatened her job if she didn't go through with it. Um, and then she ends up leaving shortly after. I was wondering why she left um, not so long after this uh, because it seemed rather abrupt. They Philip says they never should have done it. Could have gone in another direction with the storyline. I completely agree with you. Now I will say this for Lita and Edge's characters, it made a certain amount of sense to do something like that. But we could have stopped well short of where they went. You know what I mean? It could have stopped way, way, way sooner. And I bet you that might have made Lita a little happier. Yeah, they could have done it like they've done with other segments, is do it in a hotel room, you know? Yeah. And then, or you know, or somebody, just, you know. they go out there, the music starts getting sexy, they start kissing, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, like Cena or whoever it is, comes out from underneath the bed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was hiding under the bed, comes out from underneath the bed, all of a sudden pushes Lita out of the way, grabs Edge and, you know, gives him the FU, which is what it was called at the time or whatever. You know, something along those lines that would have been that would have stopped it well short of what it became. I understand people will point to it and say it was the highest rated segment that they ever had. Dur -ga -dur -ba -dur -ga -dur. Don't care. Don't care. Some things come before that. And if you think they don't, you're a bad person. And, and I'll say it right now. I think Vince is kind of a bad person. I just do. He's uh, made out a lot of divas. Yeah. He, you know, there I read something not that long ago. Actually, was it? Um, oh, who was it? Who was talking? It was one of the divas. Um, it might have been Fit, or it might have been a uh, Trish or somebody, but was talking about working with Fit Finley and becoming wrestlers, right? Learning to wrestle when that's not what yeah. Vince wanted, and how Vince would get chewed out and he'd get in trouble for teaching them to wrestle, and he'd actually go to them and apologize because they'd have to do these brawn panties matches and he's, you know, the road agent or whatever. So he'd have to work with them and help them come up with the ways to take each other's clothes off. And he said, they said he used to apologize for that because he hated having to do that with them, but they had to do it. 
And, you know, he felt terrible, but he kept teaching them to wrestle. And even when he got in trouble, he just took the lump and kept teaching them to wrestle because yeah. he thought they deserved it. And when they got their chance, they'd be able to prove it. And in many cases, he was right. Yeah, so, look, look where Trish ended up from where she started to, you know, to where she's at now in the business or where she yeah, you know, ended up. Vince McMahon loved the idea of Trish on all fours barking like a dog in her bra and underwear. Finn wanted her, Fit wanted her to wrestle. You know, he wanted her to actually wrestle, you know, with people like Lita, with people like Victoria, with people like, you know, Jazz, with people, you know, actual wrestling. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the whole, the whole thing made me sick listening to Lita's quote. Um, it really, really bothered me. Vince McMahon, more than anybody else on that roster, or on that roster, in that company, Vince McMahon makes it hard to justify remaining a WWE fan. You know, we had that hashtag, give divas a chance. And we had the hashtag, yeah. we've had hashtags for all this different stuff. Where's the hashtag for get Vince out? Or so, so Vince needs to go. Hashtag Vince needs to go. Something like that. Because you got stories like this going around. Why is this guy not being held to the same standard that we hold other people to? Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, stuff that, you know, date back to the 80s when there were some scandals back mm -hmm. then. Oh, um, you know, we've completely you know, written off, you know, certain wrestlers from the 80s and the 90s and the set, you know, and rightfully so in most cases, you know what I mean? Because of some of the terrible things they did. But Vince, for, is it because he's like the godfather of wrestling? We just give him a pass. Like people get angry about him, but nothing ever happens. You know, and they're a publicly owned company. Uh, you know, I've been to the stockholders. Yes, yes. Not, you know. If people raised enough hell online, they'd run out of options. Because like you yeah. said, it is a publicly traded company. He has to answer to shareholders. So at a certain which, point, he would they would have to do something. Yeah, which is why they're a, a you know PG show now. Why you're never going to go back to you know this other stuff because right, we're never going back to TVMA or whatever or TV seventeen or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, that's never happening because they've got the Mattel deals and they're a publicly owned company and the traded company and blah blah blah. Um, but again, publicly traded company. If people actually decided they were tired of Vince and the things that Vince does and the way Vince treats people. If they were actually done, they he could 100% be removed from that position because they now have a board he has to answer to and stuff. Yeah. You know, and owners and whatnot. And, and I don't know with like the pushing of superstars. I mean, that's a completely different thing because that's, that's different. Yeah, that's that's whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but, but I'm, guys, I'm punished. You know, yeah. Lita being punished for not doing, you know, wanting to go through with this, did it anyway. And then, you know, she found a way to get that guy out of there. Yeah, I, you know, it just bothers me because you know, let let me let's think about it honestly. It's not like Lita was past her prime at that at that point. Oh, she was she, in her prime. She, she was probably yeah, she's in her prime. So let's just imagine for a second that that segment never happened, that Vince never threatened her, that that thing never happened. When would we, she probably would have wrestled for uh, quite a deal longer? Yeah, you know, we might have gotten a lot more stuff with her, but it is what it is. Here we are today, and I'm just saying, if you grew up a fan of Lita, I feel like you owe it to uh to 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 her to maybe i don't know do do something a hashtag maybe uh, anything you can think of that might have an effect really i don't know what to do in the, in the long run you know as short of stopping watching things i don't know yeah. what to do you know but you can you can make a big enough stink about this if you get it if it gets trending online that that becomes an issue because then all yeah. of a sudden people are paying attention yep and then you either have to figure out how to address it or you hope it goes away. You hope it, you know, it comes up on a, on a, on a news day when there's other things that are going to 
take away that coverage, but uh, for their sake, I mean, that's what they're going to want. But Patrine says it's, it's Stephanie's job to make them seem good. And I'm assuming she means the company and don't get me wrong, Stephanie, as a company, they, they do tons of good stuff. They, they've yeah. spent ton, they've given tons of money, to different foundations. They have, they have played major roles in different organizations that try to help people. The company does a lot of good things, but they also, I mean, that's every company with, the, you know, we, we, there's the ugly side of it. And then there's the public side. The public side's always going to be a lot rosier than the side underneath. You know, everybody, everybody knows that about their job. Everybody, you know, we, people are smiling about work. You know, when you're at their job, you smile, you talk to customers, blah, blah, blah. But when nobody's around, you hate this place. A lot of people, they'll, they'll complain about their job. They'll complain about their boss, complain about the way they're treated. And it, it doesn't seem like that to the customer, but to the people who are there. And it's just, I don't know. There's so many reasons to be angry at Vince. That he's done so many things that so many of us would be like, well, where did where did cancel culture go? You know, all yeah. of a sudden cancel culture forgot Vince McMahon. I'm not saying I'm not saying I condone canceling everybody who does anything wrong, but I'm just saying it's funny because cancel culture goes after so many people. But Vince McMahon, for some reason, has just been skating by. Well, well, maybe these people were wrestling fans. I'm, mean, you know, the numbers are down where it's just, it's just a certain you know part where it's like either they don't know or they don't care. Or I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that. But I tell you what, yeah. when he when he go when he is gone, you, you know, you know, retiring, he's gonna work till he dies, let's be honest. Um, but when that day comes, you know, there I bet a lot of stories are gonna come out. Um yeah. some are gonna be great, some you know, not, not so, so much, you know. Uh it, it's weird because of everything that's gone on in the last few years, and you think of like stars who have risen and you hear the stories of how like you know the 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 Warmth he's had, you know, can we back that WrestleMania and, you know, Becky Lynch, it's like, you're the, you know, it's, you know, the whole man thing and all this other stuff and people who came out of nowhere to become stars and you hear all these great stories and, you know, it's, uh, Mick Foley and the stories he shared about uh, um, when we had him on the show and we saw the show, you know, talking about how Vince McMahon and all the stuff they did behind the scenes. And so you hear the good stuff, but, you know, obviously he's got all bad stuff that probably a lot of people haven't come out and said that. Yeah. All right. And you know what, Steve? Maybe they will be better without Vince one day. Uh, eventually, we will find out that answer. Eventually. So. Yeah. Uh, next, let's move right along because I, I'm I'm frustrated. You've had two things in a row. My blood pressure is up here. I can feel <laughs> it. Let's let's move on to something else. Well, I, I think that is it for the uh, wrestling news. Oh, good. So that means. That, oh, oh, wait. wait you know oh, what? Oh, wait, wait. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Impact, Impact has a pay per view tonight. That's true. They do <laughs> actually. They do. Um. Uh. Let me see if I can find uh, this thing I had right here. I had a story. I had some notes I had to pull up. Uh. They've had to make a change to their main event, which is not great. Uh. Their main event was supposed to be Rich Swan, the Impact Wrestling World Champion, and Chris Saban and Alex Shelley of the Motor City Machine Guns versus uh Kenny Omega, the All Elite Wrestling uh, World Champion, and the Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. But uh shelly alex shelly has been pulled out of the main event nobody's really sure why at one point i saw something that said that it was due to personal issues uh and another time it said that it was uh, something else said that it was health related but then he released a statement saying he doesn't have covid and then he made a very weird statement he said i'm not orthopedically injured and i don't know what that means i mean i clearly it means like he didn't hurt his a limb or a, you know a, a, a joint or a muscle or a, you know what i mean but other than yeah. that, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But either way, he's not in there. They're changing it now. Moose is taking his place uh, in the in the match. 
which is odd because he's actually kind of in the middle of a feud with the Impact Wrestling World Champion, Rich Swan. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I would like to, by the way, just throw out there because uh, this is one more thing. Uh, TNT, Turner Network Television, has announced that they (laughs) will be doing the first annual AEW Dynamite Awards. So that's pretty cool. I'm guessing it's going to be something along the lines of the Slammies, you know, something something like that. Uh, There's going to be people on there like Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Bert Kreischer, uh, Chael Sonnen, the, uh, the MMA fighter. Uh, uh, I'm looking for more more names that people will recognize rather than just throwing other names at people. Uh, Danielle, dog is to be on there. <laughs> Danielle Fischel Carp. That name sounds familiar. Who do I? Why do I know that name? Somebody's going to tell me in the comments before I look her up. Danielle Fischel. Is that um? Oh, hang on. Danielle Fischel. Yeah. Okay. It's the girl from, uh, well, Danielle Fischel is the girl from uh, Boy Meets World. Oh. Topanga. So I guess we'll, Topanga's going to be on the awards? Hey, it's worth watching now. <laughs> but uh, it'll be like their version of the of the Slammies is what it seems like, um, which, you know, could be fun. They're going to be doing things like uh, Best Moment on the Mic, Biggest Surprise, Breakout Star Male, Breakout Star Female, Biggest Beatdown, High Flyer, Hardest Moment to Clean Up After. Mimosa match. That's on there. That's, <laughs> oh, no. You know what? That's not on there. I'm sorry. It's Orange Cassidy drops orange juice on the inner circle. Okay. That would be, yeah. I'm sure the other. The big, know. the bunkhouse match and Big Swole dumps garbage on Dr. Britt Baker. Yay. Uh, big WTF moment, or biggest WTF moment, LOL award, best Twitter follow, and Bleacher Report pay-per-view moment of the year. Uh, so it's going to be. It's, My, wow. It's going to be like the Slammies. I'm assuming, you know, maybe there will be some more awards that we don't know about. Maybe they're just keeping it limited this year. I'm not sure. But either way, you know what? I think it's a good thing. Nothing wrong with doing a little uh, an award show type thing like this. People like the Slammies. Just make it fun. That's all you got to do. Yeah, which is weird because they didn't do the Slammies this year. I mean, they gave out the awards, but they just didn't make it part of Raw, which is weird because that no, could have really no, they, they made No, they made a network special out of it. Yeah, which I didn't watch. I watched it. It wasn't worth watching. Uh, by the way, WTF moment was letting Hardy wrestle after. Uh, yeah, I bet you. That, I bet you that's not one of the nominees. I bet. <laughs> well, it's a write-in vote for me. So. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, but by the way, uh, Stoop Dog, we didn't talk about this. Stoop Dog and his um, frog splash, or whatever you want to call it. No, 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 no. It's not a frog splash, Dave. Uh, don't you dare call it a frog splash. It was. You ever seen a little kid when they're ready to jump off something? They're like, watch me, watch, watch, watch me, watch me. First of all, he sat there forever basically doing that. Uh, And then I love that he kept saying, move him closer, move him closer. (laughs) No, no, move him closer. I was laughing about that. And then he jumps and he does it just like a toddler who jumps barely, lands on his feet, and then falls over. And you're like, that was it? (laughs) Like, that was so bad. And I get it. He's not a wrestler. But, dude, don't do it then. No, don't do don't, it. But, don't but do it. I, I thought AEW was serious, and they didn't do these kind of thing with celebrities that WWE does. Well, they never said they don't do anything with celebrities. That's never that was never something they said. And they're allowed to have fun. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, it was just it, like at least he's not out there, you know, actually having wrestling matches, uh, uh, you know, against the guys or anything like that. They did a goofy three count, and, you know, whatever. But he could have got was, hurt. I mean, that was I don't know if it was the smartest thing to oh, do. Oh, I promise you, that they made him sign something. Uh, I I promise you they made him sign something. Uh, But you know what? Given the opportunity, I'd probably do something too. If they were like, hey, 
you know, for some reason they came to our town and they were like, hey, rinky dink uh, uh, DJ, you know, that no, you know, nobody cares about because there's way more, there's way better DJs at your station. Um, you want to come over here and uh, do a, a, a frog splash on somebody? I don't know. I'd go, yeah, <laughs> in a heartbeat. It'd be the worst thing you'd ever seen. But I, I would do it because it would be awesome. You know, Snoop Dogg is living his best life and good for him. But dude, yeah. you're you're related to a the WWE Women's Champion. How do you not be better prepared for this? She gave him a hard time with that too. Yeah, she did. She did. It was funny though. It was it was worth looking up. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Yeah. So. Any other news we didn't cover? I think that's it, right? I don't think so. Unless somebody throws something in the comments right now that we uh, weren't prepared for. But other than that, I think we're good. I think it is time for us to move on to our retro review of the week for one, Mister Philip. The WWE, is it F? Was it F back then? It was WWF back then, which is WWF so weird. WWF 2002 <laughs> Royal Rumble. Uh, that 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 show happened. You know, it, it's strange. I, I'm going to admit this. I, other than maybe the main event and one match on this, I've never watched the undercard of this show before. I um, did watch the undercard of this show, and I'm mad at Philip for making me watch it again. Really? Yeah. Right. I did not right. I did not enjoy most of the undercard on this show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's what's okay? Well, you and I are going to disagree. All right. Uh, so. If you if you have anything positive to say about this, I'll turn off the podcast right now. This was boring. This was not a tag team match. There were no rules even though it wasn't a, a, a no DQ match or anything. It lasted all of like 5 minutes if that. It did nothing for anybody. No team looked good. And it, it 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 was a dud. It never did anything for me. They never got out of first gear. Taz spent most of the match doing nothing. And Spike got beat up until Taz came back in and won in about 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So the match, yeah, Spike, Dudley, and Taz uh, defending their WWF Tag Team Championships versus the Dudley Boys with Stacey Keebler, who I, I forgot about. Now, Roll um, Tide, Stacey Keebler is gorgeous. And she still <laughs> is. Like that... I, I will never complain about Stacey Keebler being out there. Matter of fact, I made a no, I made notes when I was watching this. And let me pull up the notes real quick and show them to you. Um, it says right here at the top, Dudley's versus Taz and Spike tag titles. Too short to mean anything. Nothing is impressive. No actual tag work. Nobody's benefiting from this. And then in gigantic letters, Stacy. I, th I thought the bump where the Dudleys like picked up and almost like threw like Spike. Oh, where they um, threw a 90 pound person? Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Great. Great, two 300-pound guys threw somebody who weighs 90 pounds. I'm really impressed. Uh, I mean, it looked neat, I guess, but it's not impressive because they're five times his body weight or six times his body weight. You know, it was weird because I, I I didn't expect um, Taz and Spike to go over because because Taz's career, a few years prior to that, is when he defeated Kurt Angle at the Rumble. And then mm -hmm. a story came out a week, week or two ago, we didn't mention this in the news, where Taz didn't get the push according to Jim Ross because people complained to Vince that he was too dangerous. Which is ridiculous. You know, so, so, you, you know, so, you know, pair him up with ECW guys. It's fine because these guys wrestled with him all the time. I enjoy the match. I mean, it was silly. It was short. Um, so you say I, it was silly. Know, I didn't think there was anything silly about it. There was nothing presented silly in that match. It was presented as we're going to beat the living hell out of, out of Spike for about four and a half minutes because Taz is going to stay down from, uh, you know, ridiculously small things for a long time. And uh, then Taz is going to come in, do a couple clotheslines, do a couple, you know, slam people, and then choke a guy out. And, you know, the end. The, the biggest shock was somebody went through a table. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'll give you that. It was a surprise. 
right, all right. But I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, you did not. No. Uh, next match no. with Edge defending his Intercontinental Championship versus William Regal. This uh, one I enjoyed okay. This one, this one I enjoyed okay. I've always been a William Regal guy. I like, I like that real stiff style of wrestling he has. Uh, I still think at this point, this for me, Edge was still not sure who Edge was. Yeah, they were trying to figure that out. I don't think he knew. Um, he it was because I don't know. I just Edge really never got me going. He had a god awful short promo he cut right before the match. Um, I don't even remember what it was, but he said it's something about burning. It was terrible, and the uh, the match itself was kind of a prolonged William Regal beating down Edge thing, which is fine. You know, he's grinding him into the mat. He's beating him up. The babyface fighting from underneath. I'm fine with it. But uh, overall, I I enjoyed the way they worked together. But Edge just kind of didn't grab me which is probably what kept me from liking it more when he was on offense. Yeah. You know, you know it was an interesting match uh, style given the era, because mm-hmm. you know, we didn't always see a lot of long matches unless they were big names of sorts. Well, it's but, funny because you call this a big match and they didn't even hit 10 minutes or a long no. match. They didn't even hit 10 minutes. So it's, it wasn't a long match. No, it was just under 10, but, but, it was, but for long for that time frame, because you think of like the matches you saw in, you know, Raw or, you know, your TV matches, but the fact that these guys went 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and the whole, and the whole Knox thing, which was overused by William Regal. Um, it it know, was overused, but I liked it. It was a thing he had that he really, really, they spent a lot of time establishing it. So he needed to, once he established it, he needed to hold on to it. So. Yeah. But I thought the match was fine overall. I, I, yeah, the match was fine. You know, match was two fine. matches into me, you don't have to fast forward through anything. Right, right. Well, I could have had knowing what the first match was, I would have fast forwarded. Right. Uh, Trish Stratus uh, defends her uh, title against uh, Jazz. Insulting, insulting how short this match was. Oh, barely, barely four minutes. Between Trish Stratus, who was arguably one of the best women's wrestlers they've ever had, and Te- and Jazz, excuse me, who was wildly underappreciated and undervalued in that company. Yeah, and then Jack uh, was a special guest referee that just adds to the match yeah. to, for, for reasons. To get to yeah, but she's in the match, so okay, she's in there, and she's going to be this special guest referee, and you know it's, it feels it's supposed to feel big, and you give me four minutes, four minutes. Like, what kind of story are you supposed to tell me in four minutes? I mean, it was it was it 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 was fine for a four minute match, but it was a four minute match. It, it almost seemed like more of an angle than a match. Um, yeah, to a degree. Yeah, and and this was still like early, like in, in, in Trisha's part. I mean, obviously she was very over. But, oh yeah, um, but she was still she was still relatively good. But she wasn't but, but, she wasn't as good as she was going to be, but she was still good. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, the potential was obviously you know there, but you could see, but like the style of match, and maybe you know, in women matches back then. You know, a lot of them didn't go long. So, I mean, but no, still, they didn't. But I mean, that's my, the joke. but the, yeah, that's my thing is you look back on it and, you know, people want to look back on the attitude era with this, this sense of, you know, like um, this sense of, 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 of nostalgia and whatnot. And I look back at things like this and I'm like, ew, <laughs> like two very talented women. And that's what we got. Great. Awesome. Wonderful. Grand. Yeah. It's uh, your fault, Philip. It's your fault. Yeah. Next match, big match, the uh, street uh, fight. Uh, Ric Flair versus Mr. McMahon. If I had to watch Vince McMahon, like, almost, like, he spent the whole match on the verge of climaxing 
just because of how buff he could make himself. Um, which I get it. He's the bad guy, and that's what he's going for. But But the match was so bad. It was so bad. What was bad about the match? Vince! He's horrible. He's always horrible in the ring. You can never point to a performance of Vince's in the ring and say it was good. He's so bad. And Ric Flair even points to this time in his career as the time where he did not wrestle like he was not the nature boy. Like he, no, he I, even doesn't think this part of his career was any good. And I'm no, like, it, I look, we, okay. Phillips said he, he liked watching Flair beat up Vince. We all liked watching Flair beat up Vince, but I mean, because we hated Vince. I get that watching it at the time, watching it at the time. I'm sure I enjoyed it way more than I did. That's the one problem with these retro review type things is watching them later on. You don't have the same. Like, like at the time, I was built up by by whatever was happening in the wrestling world, and I, I was involved in that. Now I'm kind of watching it in a vacuum, so I don't have the same attachment to it at that point, and it doesn't really it, it, it doesn't fire me up as much as it once did. So now I'm watching it more from a, a of a technical standpoint and going, this is bad, this is not good. And again, you know, it's it's watching Flair beat up Vince is fine. But the sheer fact that we gave these women, you know, uh, um, we gave the women four minutes. And actually, I'm going to pick. I'm going to have a bone to pick, pick here with you, Dave. Um, Shane, Shane McMahon, who legitimately trains in different forms of martial arts and combat sports, uh, goes in there and stands, you know, stands a chance against people. And you whine and complain all day. But Vince McMahon, who's never done a combat sport in his life, is out there with the greatest wrestler in the world in a street fight, goes 15 minutes, and then has to hold on for a while before he taps out to the figure four. And you're not complaining? Get out of here. Like, you're either, you're, you're either, no, you're either biased against Shane McMahon for some reason, or you're just crazy because this is worse than Shane McMahon. Is, is it ridiculous? Yes, um, that this happens. I, but I look at the match. Uh, you know, McMahon hit him with uh, with the pipe in the head. You know, he, he obviously cheated to get the the advantage. I mean, so he's going to get the advantage. It wasn't like McMahon was you know kicking out of moves or uh, you know jumping off of uh, you know the top rope and doing these amazing things through the tables that he does and you know kicks out or whatever else. I mean, he he got his butt kicked for a good part of the match. Yeah, he got his heat. What you do, you're the heel. I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, he wasn't like invincible. I mean, he was just, you know, being the heel. You, you know, he would hit Flair in the head with, uh, but Flair bled pretty good, by the way. Um, yeah, of course. They both you, you know, and, and then the tables and stuff, which, you know, which is weird with the monitor. And I'm, I'm just saying, we've got Vince over here working over the nature boy, Ric Flair, and chopping him down and working on his leg and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm supposed to buy Vince McMahon is doing this crap. Get out of here. Get out of here. I, again, I just think it's ridiculous that we're going to argue that Shane McMahon, who's trained to fight, can't fight people, but his 60-year-old, his 60-year-old father, who has no training, can. Like, that's ridiculous. That's that's insane. <laughs> and, and, you know, but he he loses the match, thankfully. But the second Ric Flair snapped on that figure four and Vince McMahon didn't tap out, dude, I got so angry I almost left the room. I almost walked out of the room. I was so mad about that. I was like, you, you, ooh, ooh, Vince, your ego. How did you get it through the entranceway? It's so big. Um, yeah, I'm asked why, why Vince and Flair were fighting. This was when, um, this was after the WWF had the invasion by WCW, which they completely blew that. Um, 
And after oh, Survivor I think, Series, I think it went just like Vince wanted it to. With the invasion looking dumb. Yeah. Uh, with uh, after Survivor Series, Ric Flair showed up, and he was the one who bought the shares of the company that Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon had. had. So they were, you know, it. he was co-owner. Which Vince was like, no. So they, I think they were fighting. Were they? Were they? Was that the time where they were? Was that the time where they were fighting over um, control of Raw? Uh, that happened later because okay, the brand yeah, extension yeah. happened. The brand extension happened, and then um, because and then afterwards um, they had the match when Austin bailed Flair and I think I guess fought McMahon again. This time McMahon won. That's where he gave up. That's where uh, Flair gave up control of Raw, and then I guess he joined the NWL. He wanted to inject some poison. Yeah, into the end, into the, the veins of the WWE. Uh, Philip says, "I would think they should have done the invasion better, much uh, the invasion much better, in my opinion." Here's the thing: how? I, I mean, you knew who's going to name one per- Name one person from the invasion. Uh, I, let, him, let me do this. Other than Booker T, name one person who came over from the invasion who anybody should give a damn about. I got one. Okay, who? Wait, was he in the invasion? Um, Diamond Dallas Page? <laughs> uh, I don't think... He was there before the invasion. He was there with the whole Undertaker thing. Yeah. Uh, Rob Van Dam. Okay, Rob Van Dam. I'll give you Rob Van Dam was kind of oh. hot, but he was mid-card level hot at that time. He yeah, was not he, he, he was not a main event level guy. They had Booker T, who, who was the closest thing they had to a main event level guy, and that was it. Everybody remember the first WCW type main event we had once they oh, became sure. part of it? Yeah, because that's who they thought were the best guys from WCW that they had at the time. Booker T and Buff Bagwell. What? That is who you got in that invasion storyline. They didn't have anybody who mattered. They didn't have Nash. They didn't have Hall. No. They didn't have Goldberg. They didn't have Hogan. It's it was there. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, but that's my thing. There was no way that was going to go any better. They started throwing in guys like Steve Austin to the invasion, which everybody hated because it was dumb. And but that's because they needed star power in the invasion because they didn't have any. They had Chuck yeah. Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. And I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, Philip, I'm going to respectfully disagree. He says RVD should have been main event status when he came over during the invasion. Nope. In today's world, he could come over from a promotion like ECW and be a main event level guy just from the internet making him hyped. The WWE audience at large was not as is not as over an RVD at that point yet. He got there very quickly, but he he was not ready the second he got there. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of guys that um, from ECW, but they were already in WWF at the time. You know, like the Dudley right. Boys, uh, you know, Rhino. You know, was yeah. part of the part of the uh, you know invasion and stuff because they joined the you know, ECW team. You know, Tommy Dreamer. Which, by the way, when we get to the main event, it is really weird to look at that and go, "Wow, there's not a lot of guys who were WCW guys on this show." You know, because by yeah. storyline, they were all fired and they slowly came back over time. Yeah, well, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's you know it it was never it was never it was never going to get any better. I'm with you that I wanted it to be better, but when you stop and look at the pieces that they had, it was never going to be. Well, yeah, yeah, because they they didn't want to pay the guys the bucks to come in. I mean, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not we didn't want to pay the guys the bucks, dude. Paying those guys that money would have bankrupt them. 
WCW was handing out huge contracts, guaranteed money. Oh yeah, the WWE couldn't match. There was no way. So it was it was a matter of well, we can't get these guys. These guys would have to avoid their contracts and sign new ones, and they're not going to do that. They're going to sit at home and collect their their uh, Time Warner money or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't blame those guys one bit. So no. <clears throat> Next match for the WWE Championship or should be WWF, but uh, Chris Jericho versus The Rock. Uh, this is shortly after Chris Jericho won both uh, the Undisputed Championships, uh, defeating Austin and Rock in the same night. You just put wow. some respect on it when you say that. <laughs> well, you know, they tried so hard, you know, for Jericho to, to make him seem so serious, you know, and, and he got a decent run with the title. I didn't like how it ended, but we'll get to that later on. Uh, but the match I thought was fine, you know, for I, what it was. I, I mean, the heat that uh, my, Jericho that, would have. That's you know, my like problem. It, it was fine. It was it was fine. It involved the Rock and Jer- Jericho, and it was fine. You know, I'm like, eh. It was like there was very little actual substance to this match for me. It was a lot of stealing each other's moves, and um, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors with the the interference and whatnot. Um, I, uh, it it was it was. I'm not gonna say it was bad. Again, fine. It was about as far as I got on it. Uh, they had a match like the prior year or something like that. I think at No Mercy or whatever. Way better. Go watch that one. Way better than, than this match. So uh, I, I thought it was fine. Like they protected the Rock because you know they couldn't lose cleanly and the ref bump and everything else. And then, see, and then, here we uh, go. We, but we go back to this thing. Why couldn't he lose cleanly? The there's, there, there's no reason he couldn't. Jericho was was had beaten the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. If he's got that kind of pedigree, he should be able to beat one person cleanly. Because they never they never treated Jericho that way. So I mean, you know, for one match, it, it's the heel's going to cheat the win. It is what it is with Lance, which I completely forgot about Lance Storm and uh, Christian or whatever being uh, but I mean, part of Team Canada. My problem wasn't <laughs> just that it was, he didn't lose cleanly. It's that, good Lord, not only did he not lose cleanly, but, I mean, we had the referee nonsense and whatnot, which was dumb. So that already screws the rock. Then he gets low-blowed, which is okay, bad enough. He gets sent into the turnbuckle schoolboy, feet on the ropes, and then it's okay. Wow, we did a lot to make sure the rock had protection here, didn't we? Because he couldn't just eat a pinfall. It was yeah. ridiculous. Um, and that's my thing. It, like the match was, was I, I'm with you that it was fine, but I, it never got past fine for me. I kept, I kept waiting for that extra gear. You know what I mean? That I know both of them have the rock has it. Jericho have it. And it never got there. And then the match was over like that. And I went, <laughs> so I, I got over it and I went, Oh man, that was it. And like that, that was the end. And like, not because, I mean, if that, if that ending had happened after we hit that other gear, like I'm talking about, I might not have been so, so grumpy about the ending, but the just, I don't know. It never got there. And then that was the ending. I mean, I'm going to give you this. Yeah. The ending is a little bit of a cheap out, but they had to do, you know, to protect the rock, but I always felt like, you know, they could have handled Jericho's reign better. You know, they just, oh, well, without a doubt. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, there was that. I don't give him. Well, you defeated these guys in the same night, okay? But you know, cheat to win all the time. You know, I mean, he's a heel. I get that he cheats to win all the time. I understand that. But it's like, couldn't he have done the? You know, couldn't we have not had the referee nonsense with Nick? I hated that, by the way, that Nick Patrick thing. They were doing that at the time, and I hated it. Yeah. Um, they they couldn't we have just not done the Nick Patrick thing? Uh, the referee's not looking, or he gets distracted real quick. Low blow roll up. I mean, I don't need all of that. You know what I mean? I don't need the, everything they added to it. I could have just done with well, literally you could have one had, like, part of it. Lance Storm, 
Lance Storm and Christian come back out and set the distraction. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. But, but, but that we have the groggy Hepner though making the cat, uh, you know, making the cow because he can't, yeah. you know, can't see everything because he's a yeah, groggy. I, I kind of always hated groggy Hepner. He 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 always kind of overdoes it a bit. <laughs> so. so one match left. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the. <clears throat> And now, for the main event of the evening, the Royal Rumble. <laughs> the Royal Rumble match Rumble. itself. The 30-man Royal Rumble match. Rebel, rebel. Um, yeah, so. yeah, so this was the 30-man Royal Rumble match. It went over an hour. It was like 71 minutes or something like that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, it's funny. It's going into this. When I started watching this, I couldn't remember who won this thing and i was like i was glad about that like when i started watching the pay-per-view i was like oh this is good i'm i'm i like not knowing the answers because it makes me more invested in who's in there and whatnot and then as the night went on and we saw the the plugs for for people i was like oh oh yeah it was triple h never mind now i remember crap (laughs) Um, which, which is fine i wasn't mad about it i just remembered at that point that it was triple h um so the thing's going on but there were things in this one that i forgot happened like forgot uh, about I see like we have these first uh, it should be ten but we have eleven here for for a reason um, yes. because the Undertaker comes out and he's just kicking ass all over the place and Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy both get eliminated um, but then number eleven comes out who's Maven he makes his way out to the ring and um, gets that lucky drop kick where he sends the Undertaker over the ropes. And I remember when that happened the first time I saw it, and I had the same reaction I think that the Undertaker did, where I just was just like, like I was, I was, I was annoyed, I was angry, I was shocked. Yeah, I completely forgot he undertake he eliminated the Undertaker in this match, and then I remember thinking to myself, "Oh boy, Maven, if only you knew what was coming after this, yeah. <laughs> like, because it's gonna be ugly for you." It uh. But it was a fun moment to, to remember and, and see going back with all this and everything. Um, uh, I think that one thing I'll say about this Rumble right away is that I think that most everybody who was in this thing ended up looking fairly good. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I mean, there's a couple of moments, uh, you know, with Godfather and Hurricane. But, you know, for the first 11 guys, I mean, Lance Storm was in there. You know, I completely, you know, El, El Snow's uh, appearance, which was really weird because other than different tights, him and Bradshaw looked the same. <laughs> With the dark hair, and I'm like, wait, who's who? And then, um, because they both had the long hair, yeah, it was, yep. it was great to see the Hardys because it was still the early days of the Hardys where like they were fan favorites, but you know, they never got that uh, that big you know moment yet. And it's kind of funny that you know, the J- Jim Ross called them youngsters and everything else, and then uh, uh, you know, Billy Gunn being Billy Gunn, and then um, you know, and this is one of the like last appearances of the boss man. I think on a pay-per-view. So it's like, well, I forgot he was in WWF at the time. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, he's still there. He was still there. So, uh, But the main thing was, you know, crazy. And then the fact he ends up in the popcorn machine, basically, and then Taker eats popcorn afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Classic moment. So I pretty much cleared out the ring of everybody. Yep. And then we got the uh, the next uh, nine wrestlers here from Scott Scotty through Val and Venus who came back. Let's let's be honest. There was only one person that mattered in this grouping, and that was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, absolutely. that was everybody. What? By the way, was this his last Rumble? Yes, I thought so. I yeah, was he, watching he was... it, and I'm going. I feel like this is his last Rumble because I yeah. feel like very shortly after this is the Take My Ball and Go Home thing. 
No, I say very shortly. It's coming after this, the take my ball and go home thing. And then after that, he wrestles the rock one more time and then he's done. Yeah. 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 The, the, the crazy thing about this is the Godfather, because remember, this was after the uh, with the right to censor. So Valvina's yeah. different and Godfather was good father. Mm-hmm. So to see Godfather come out, you know, because I guess he was a, a legit now with his service or whatever, like in real life, right? Then he have some, he's got some legit business. I don't know if it's escorting, but it's something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> But that's, um, a, that's information I would have no reason to have, Dave. <laughs> but I, I, I always, I, and I miss this, and it sounds stupid, but the train sound, the whole train of uh, Jerry Largo. <laughs> I don't know why. This probably is stupid attitude. There, I don't know why. Me. I just like, I just always loved hearing the music. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. It's got a good beat. I always loved hearing it when he came out. <laughs> And uh, I, you know what? And it's a dumb gimmick. I and it's 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 yeah. ridiculous. But I always kind of laughed when he come out there with these guys and be like, "So we can either do this, or we can go party with the the ladies and blah blah blah." And I, you know, most times people would wrestle him, but I loved it when yeah. the people would be like, "What the hell with this?" And they'd leave. It's like they'd go party. <laughs> I always thought that was the. I always thought it was fun. Um, yeah. You know, because I never really expected the Godfather's character to do much. So it's not like yeah. I was ever mad when he didn't wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But again, he much, yeah. This is all about Stone Cold Steve Austin, him throwing people out, getting up on that top rope, you know, checking his watch, listening, waiting. You know, he was, by the way, he was huffing and puffing, wasn't he? Uh, he was a little bit. Well, because you know why? Because he, when he threw out, um, was it Christian and then uh, uh, Perry Saturn and then Chuck, like he brought him back in the ring to stun him again and then throw him out. I mean, there's a lot going on in those like two minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. Mel Venus lasted a lot longer than I thought he would. So he, he was, you know, for not two. Okay, the two minutes, it was not two minutes. I mean, this is why the, the rumble went like 70 minutes, because they would stretch it out a little bit. And they oh, they always do. They, they, they fudge with the the numbers on, yeah. you know, if it's 90 seconds or if it's not 90 seconds or if it's, you know what I mean? Because it's got to fit what's going, to fit the narrative. So. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. And then we get to the last match. Tastu had the uh, immunity from the Survivor Series Battle Royale, and then Triple H came out. That was big because it was Austin and Triple H. Mm-hmm. The funny moment with the hurricane trying there to throw. A, there was a really good stare down with Triple H and Austin. Uh, yeah, when they when he came out. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff here looked really good. Um, I, I everybody in the last ten, I felt like were were were, were pretty good entrants. I mean, Hurricane was entertaining. He was not. Yeah, and know, it lasted like thirty seconds, which I always I always hated how he was treated in those matches. Because I figured, run yeah, yeah, but you never I, you never I, got I, I, I didn't love that, but again, I kind of knew where he was at at that point. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot. When Mr. Perfect came out, I did a double take. I went, what? Like, I forgot he was in this thing. And he lasted till the end. Yeah, yeah. He was in the final four. That's, yeah. um, which, by the way, they mentioned uh, that uh, Perfect was at the beginning of the show. You may have fought for, fast forward through the intro. I was, uh, Or I just really didn't good. catch it. Yeah, I, just yeah. I, was, I was trying to be good and not fast forward through anything just so I can kind of like catch some stuff. Yeah, but I wasn't way, fast forwarding, but I was doing things, so I probably missed yeah. it. I, I thought, I don't know what they'd taken out of the original broadcast, but everything seemed pretty tight. It wasn't like ridiculous backstage segments. Yeah. Um, the final four, Steve Austin, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Angle, Triple H. So it's yeah. shockingly, the first four to go, Steve Austin didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. To be perfectly honest, um, the only thing I, that I could figure was that you know people were always so hot for Steve Austin that they're worried that if he's if he's too close to the ending with Triple H, then Triple H might get a residual boo as a result. 
And that's not what they wanted for Triple H at this time. No, no. They they wanted to. This was when Triple H came back from the double quad tear, right? Yeah. So he was he was he was. They were they were big on trying to get him cheered at this point. So yeah. he, uh, which you know, we've learned that if you're a bad guy when you leave, all you got to do is tear something, go away for a little while, and come back, <laughs> and you're the world's <laughs> biggest hero. Uh, but yeah, all four guys in the end worked really hard, looked good. Steve Austin out first, like you said, didn't see that coming. Uh, then perfect, I think, right? Yeah, and perfect went out. Yeah. Then Kurt went. Then Kurt went to toss out Triple H, but Triple H held on, and Kurt ended up getting eliminated. Right? <laughs> Kurt, Kurt thought he won. I, I'm not yeah. always big at that ending in battle rounds because, like, did you hear the hell? Yeah. yeah. No, no yeah, but I, but here, like, but, I, but, but I've I've seen that happen in actual sports where people think that I mean, you see, we see football players that do the high step into the end zone and yeah. they don't make it. Because they goofed around for two, you know, and didn't make it to the end zone. You see, I, I remember seeing a track athlete who let up before they got to the finish line and ended up coming in second because they because they let up towards the end. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know people do this sort of thing, but uh, and you know Kurt's supposed to be kind, kind of a bumbling idiot sometimes. He was always portrayed as as a little bit of a fool every once in a while. Oh, it's true. You know, it's damn true. <laughs> so yeah triple h wins the royal rumble goes on to face chris jericho wrestlemania x8 which by the way i need to go rewatch that match because i don't like that match um you, you know but i know they're doing everything to, to shoot the moon with triple h you know you know because they had stephanie came out during the rumble cut an interview oh my husband's gonna do this obviously they split up and and then she mm-hmm. was on jericho's side which didn't i that to me didn't help jericho at all because it just you know could, could have been a better match, I think, just without that silliness. But I think working with all of them helped Jericho. I mean, working with being involved in in all of these things helped Jericho out in the long run because it made him a part of that established main event scene. Um, you know, if if, if you're kind of if you don't get to be a part of all that craziness, if you're just kind of the flavor of the week, then you you don't you don't feel like you belong there. Um, so in a weird way, I think it helps him being involved in that nonsense. <laughs> I, I, I don't like any of it. I mean, it, was, it, it, it just, it, it just to me, to me, because it made it, the story more about, because I remember Drowning Pool playing at WrestleMania, but yep. it just made it more about, uh, you know, Triple H and Stephanie. It's like, oh, by the way, here's Chris Jericho. Well, yeah, but that being said, that may have also been due to the fact that they didn't feel like Jericho had the heat that they wanted him to have going in. So they wanted to find a way to add more heat. So they're like, essentially, they kind of gave him a heater in the form of Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> you know, yeah, here's, here's your version of diesel, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> so. But I mean, overall, uh, you know, we get to the end of it. I enjoyed the rumble a lot, but really outside of the rumble, the only thing I truly enjoyed watching was edge and William Regal. Everything else. Really? I was like, I, I, I thought, I mean, the moment's match was short, which given there didn't surprise me, but I, I thought it was a fine an event. I mean, I, I give it a thumbs up uh, in all the matches, and we don't do. And I can't up believe you, you don't like it. I figured you'd like some. Like I, the first one was short. The uh, but the uh, you know, the Delis uh, match that was it was a curtain jerker. There's no tables. Yeah, but it was a boring I, I curtain watch jerker. It, you know, no tables. Time. No tables. No real tag action. No energy. No no. The Dudleys just beat a guy up for five minutes, and then and then one dude came in and in thirty seconds it was over. That's that's eh, meh. That's a hell. That's a boring curtain jerker to me. So, in any event, I, I didn't love the show. In case you can't tell, um, I mean, you gave it a thumbs up. Um, that's okay. Uh, you give it for the era. I'll give it an eight. 
seven to five, seven point five eight. Ew. Um, I'll give it a uh, oh god. Trying to grade it on a little bit of a curve because while it was like a six match show or something like that, um, the majority of the show was the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to like, well, the, the majority of the show I liked because if, if you're just looking at time wise, um, I'm thinking I'm giving this thing maybe like a six out of ten. Maybe right. well, six. Bill to the seven. That was the show he's picked. Uh, four one one mania, which is the fun site for reviews. They they, they give it a seven point five, and that's the. Oh, they're wrong. Yeah. they're wrong. They're <laughs> wrong. But yeah, I, I I'm four one one. I give it a seven and a half. It's crazy to me. In any event, <laughs> I'm just saying, not my favorite. Okay. Um. So well, Phil, thanks thank for you that. For thanks for that, Philip. Realistically, though, even though I wasn't a big fan of some of the matches and stuff like that, it was fun going back and watching some of these things uh, and having a reason to go back and, and really pay attention to them. Because it's easy for me to, like, I'll put something on, like one of these old shows, and yeah. I'll get distracted doing other things, and I won't really pay attention to the show, and then I'm, all of a sudden I'm not watching it. But when I had a reason to sit down and watch it because of Phillips wanting us to review it, it made me sit down and pay attention. And I was able to actually watch the show for a change, which was nice. It's hard for me to do sometimes with the older shows. Yeah, which, by the way, like when I, we, we talked uh, you know, before this uh, review, when I said I, I didn't ever watch the show before, it was at a time um, I, I didn't have like access to cable pay-per-views. And I didn't think about going to bars and watching it. I did with WrestleMania and some other ones. But I never went back to watch this because I knew that Triple H won the Rumble. And at the time... It was not a huge Triple H fan, so I was like, well, "I'm going to watch the show." So I just never bothered <laughs> to watch it. Oh, I did watch the the uh, the Rumble itself because I always do like those matches, but I never went and watched the undercard. So you know, forgot about who was champions then and everything that was going on and the whole you know, McMahon Flair match, which I think I watched part of before, but uh, maybe not the whole thing, or maybe I fast forward through some of it. It's like, okay, that's how it ended. But yeah, so so Phil, thanks for choosing that because. I got to kind of, you know, watch it for the first time and then rewatch the Rumble, which I probably haven't seen in, I don't know, years. You know, maybe when the uh, network first came out, I probably wouldn't watch some old Rumbles and stuff. So I, I do appreciate that. So, again, all these other guys, uh, all everybody else who comes in here and comments on the regular uh, and tonight, like Jordan or, or Steve or Patrine or anybody who we talk to on the, regu- on the regular, if you guys, uh, if there's a show you want to have us review, again, just let us know. Uh, ideally email it to us espr at fm99.com that's the easiest way to make sure we get that you can also contact us on social media espr everywhere facebook.com slash espr99 and on the twitter at espr99 it is that easy of course find us on your podcasting apps search espr wrestling on your podcasting app no matter what it is give us a five-star rating or review and subscribe we greatly appreciate it and last but not least the easiest way to find us fm99.com and 1069thefox.com Right under the media tab, ESPR always takes you to our most recent episode. So until next week, which yet again, I can't believe is not a, a preview for something. No, I guess it's the Rumble preview preview show. It's the preview preview show. So, you know, this is the hotness. The preview yes. previews are always the hotness. So everybody be ready for that. Uh, it's our own personal bus it challenge. I don't even know what that means, but I've seen the kids talking about it. So in any event, until next week, when we will do our Royal Rumble preview preview show. Remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. Dramatic pause.